Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network. It is Lost. We are up to the third last episode of Lost. It is the final few weeks. Finally, after 500 years, we are finally getting very close to the end. And we are up to an episode that has divided fans for 12 years. Some people love it, and most people hate it. One person on this episode loves this episode. I don't know about the other person on this episode. We're about to find out very, very shortly. It is Across the Sea. This first aired on the 11th of May, 2010. It was written by Colin Cuse and Damon Lindelof. There you go. And directed by Tucker Gates. He's Tucker and he likes his Gates. And I'm Ben and I like this episode. So let's get into it. My name is Ben and I love you in different ways. Um, and my name is Nora and I'm also my mother's favourite son. That's <laughs> um, true. Well, I'm also my parents' favourite son too. I'm their only <laughs> son. So there you go. Um, oh, too soon to talk about son. She's still cold. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Rip son. Oh, rest in peace, son. Oh, um, yeah, I said it last week. I've said it a lot. I, I just love this episode. I remember watching this for the first time. Just going like, oh, this is interesting. And then just kind of like really liking it. And then here goes Ben bringing up Chronologically Lost again. But like, this is literally the first episode you watch on Chronologically Lost. Um, but there's just, I don't know. I just think acting wise, this episode is amazing. I love the mystery around it. I love finding out about Jacob and the man in black. I think it's great. Like, I, I love kind of seeing how he turns into the smoke monster. Our first introduction of the golden hole, which is going to have a plug in it soon. Um, <laughs> Name of a porn <laughs> film that I watched recently. Um, and fucking Alice and Jenny. I mean, God, I remember watching this guy like, oh, my God, it's Alice and Jenny. Like, because she was obviously back then probably really best known for the West Wing, uh, but obviously had done some other things. She hadn't done Mum yet. She hadn't done I, Tonya to win her Oscar. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've just always liked this episode, and I can maybe see why people are like, oh, it's so out of place. Like, it should have been earlier on. And I read a review saying, like, Whenever you do a rewatch of Lost, don't watch it at this point. Watch it between these two episodes instead. And yeah, sure, maybe that might work. But I'm completely fine with it being the third last episode. Because as I said last week, I think sometimes you just need a rest. Like, she's just having a rest. She'll be okay. Like, we've had such an action-packed episode where so much stuff has been shoved down our throats. I just think, like, yeah, let's just have a week off. I'm like, okay. And remember, this was a literally a week off. Because it wasn't Netflix where you, everything dropped at once. You had to wait a week and then wait another week to get back into the action. So I'm completely fine with this episode's placement. I love this episode. I'm going to defend this episode. I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of this episode. Well, for five years, I've kind of held off giving an opinion on Across the Sea. Um, 
It's a notable episode of Lost. Um, <laughs> it's very notable. Um, I don't hate this episode, but I have issues with it. Um, but the one thing I do love about this episode is that there are, aren't many shows that could pull off having an entire episode featuring characters that we don't know, essentially. Oh, yeah, we, we've seen Titus and Mark, but this is an essentially three episodes out from the finale, an entire episode filled with new characters, more or less. Hmm. And the fact that our hero is not even... Well, he still finds a way to get into it. Um, <laughs> but that that there aren't many shows that could pull that off, and they do more or less pull it off, that we're watching 42 minutes of these strangers more or less uh this deep into a show like there aren't many shows that could do that and i kind of like when shows do break up the formula and i remember watching this thinking well this is kind of cool that we're, we're lost is about a plane crash in 2004 and yet we're watching some brothers from before maybe even jesus was born um so it's that is kind of cool i think like how many shows could do that um, I guess we may as well talk about this now because you already brought it up, but the placement, I think, is a very valid criticism of the episode. And I don't hate this episode, and I will have defences for this episode as well as criticism. I think the placement is valid. I get what you're saying about having a rest. She's just having a rest. But if you take yourself back to 2010 where we did have to wait a week, we're so close to the end and the fact that we know that we only have three more hours with our favorite characters that we've followed for six hours, six seasons, six years, if you watched it live, that's six years we've spent with these people knowing, oh shit, we've only got three more hours left with these people for them to just not appear straight after three of our major characters die. I get what you're saying about having a rest, but that is a bit of a kick in the face of, I, oh my god! I just watched forty-two minutes, but I've only got two more hours left with Hurley and Ben and Sawyer and Kate. So I, I get, I do actually see your sort of thing about having a rest, but I think it goes bigger than just the rest thing, because that was a big insult, I guess, to a lot of fans that we've only got three episodes left, and now you're giving us this. But the other thing about it is, I just feel it's. A little thanks, but no thanks, because it's a little too late. Like, I, this is where, like, if we had this earlier, maybe we're seeing the man in black a bit different. And at season six, we don't need to hold on to mysteries at this point. Like, the entire season six should not be about answering. It should just be about resolving things. And I wonder where I try to think about this, and it's like, in some ways, I think this is best watched as the premiere of season six. But I know that they couldn't do that because we're complaining about Sun and Jin dying. Well, imagine we waited six months after Jack blew up an atomic bomb or Juliet, and now you're giving us this as our first opening episode. Fans would have been ludicrous if that happened. Um, so in some ways, I think if on streaming, I almost wish they could maybe put this as the opener, but at the time as, as a network, I don't think they would ever have allowed that producers. Um, 
but I almost think this should be the premiere of season six. Set it up from the get-go. Oh my God, what the hell is going on? We've waited six months and now, oh my God, who's it? Oh, it's Jacob, it's the smoke monster. Okay, we've set that up. Now for the rest of the season, we're going to watch this brothers go at it. I don't think they could have just done that from a pure production standpoint. So then I wonder where it could go. And I do think it should have been earlier, not just for what you're saying about the break thing, but just so it set the stakes up. Now when there's two weeks left, it's kind of like, yeah, this is kind of cool, but who cares at this point? It's so late and we've already seen him being a bad guy. So the I, review the review says, just to interrupt you quickly, that uh, it's actually on the Hollywood Reporter rankings and the, the writer of this says, do yourself a favour on your next rewatch. Take Across the Sea out of its normal spot in the rotation and watch it between the incident and LAX for maximum impact. That's what they say. I I would agree with that, but as I said, just pure from like a logical TV planning thing that would never have happened. There's no way they could have opened with this as an episode, but I, it would be kind of interesting to on the streaming services, if they did move, you're talking about last week, editing things out of Marvel movies, like <laughs> maybe move this, but I guess one thing I would never put this on someone, but I really want to do an experiment where I want someone who's never seen lost, not to do chronological loss, but just, for them to have, just to watch this episode first before the pilot as like the pilot episode and then watch the rest of the show. I wonder how they would view the entire series. I would never do that to someone, but I kind of want to see that happen. It would be interesting to to have that. Um, if you're listening to us and you're going, why am I listening to the Oz Network Lost? I've never watched it before. Maybe you could. I like... The thing is, I see the I see everything you're saying, and I can see why people would criticize. Like, I, I'm not here saying like you're all wrong. You know, this is wrong. Like, I can definitely see the criticisms, and I think it is important to reestablish that this was a weekly show. This was a you had to sit around and wait a week for it. So that's where I can understand it was frustrating. It was no different to if you remember the South Park controversy about the whole who Cartman's mum is, and then they trolled audiences by then playing uh, Not Without My Anus, the Terrence and Phillip episode before getting back. Like, fans, like, oh, they did not like that. Like, you know, but that was Matt Stone that. and Trey Parker doing that deliberately to piss people off. Um, the one thing I'll say that weirdly I think makes this hold up more now, and again, we've mentioned it a lot in the last couple of weeks, you can tell clearly what we're watching at the time of recording this, is Better Call Soul. And I think what the last season of Better Call Soul did, obviously, is they kind of split it into two halves. You had this big cliffhanger at the end of the first half, and then you what had like one or two wrap-up episodes before all of a sudden completely changing tact and going into the last four or five episodes of being a different show almost, which I've not really seen many complaints about it, but people have been like, okay, like this is interesting, it's a bit different, but sure. I like there's just there's just something about this that I personally am like I think it almost raises the stakes for the last couple of weeks knowing now about Man in Black and Jacob, knowing now why they can survive, knowing why they can't kill each other. You know, I think so in the last couple of weeks and we get so much of that, we're like, we're so fresh on the mind. Whereas I feel if you have this earlier, it's probably going to get forgotten about just because it is so random. It is so like off the cuff. I mean, we loved Aberturno, but like, do you remember the most of part of that? Because it doesn't really have much to do with the overall plot. It's just a great episode that gives you some great background on Richard. Fantastic. But overall, it doesn't mean jack shit to the overall story of Lost. Whereas this does. And I think having it at this place, knowing what's going to happen in the final few weeks, it just it adds to that. Like it makes me 
like the whole Jacob and Candidate storyline more because it's so fresh. Even the man in black, like it fresh. really it's fresh. summer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Order the network um, brought to you by so fresh. So <laughs> we're we're nearly at spring two thousand and two. Noah, come on. Um, but I don't know. I just that's why like I kind of enjoy it. And but again, I can see why people would be annoyed at this being in that place being a bit of a wasted week. I just there's just something about it that I'm completely fine with and it makes me enjoy the last couple of weeks more. Yeah, I mean, to me it, it is crazy to think that this is the third last episode of this yeah. show. Like that's crazy. Insane. Like that sh- shouldn't be this shouldn't be the third last episode of this show. And I I think I said a couple of weeks ago I looked at the episode titles ahead and saw across the sea, and I assumed, oh, they're getting on the Saab or they're doing something, and then for this to come out. Um, and I didn't know any, I didn't know going into the episode that it wasn't a, a thing um, with the survivors. I will say it does bother me, but I will say at the time it actually didn't bother me because, mm. because I didn't know what was happening. And seeing this lady and you're like, what? And then realising, oh, it's Jacob, and then realising quickly oh this is going to be an entire jacob man in black episode and just the mystery of it and the fact that we're watching an episode set two thousand years in the past that was enough to get me hooked for the rest of this i wasn't watching this annoyed like oh my god why are we watching this well because it is intriguing like you want to know oh are they going to give some big reveals here or uh and it is exciting that we've got an episode with these actors that we barely know so I will say at the time it didn't bother me, but when I look back, I do think it should have been at a different place. Um, but it, it was exciting watching this the first time, I think. The one criticism I'll have, and I'll just say this now and we'll talk about it right at the end of the episode, I'm not a fan of a movie or a TV show that shoves a flashback down our throats because it thinks we're dumb. And, like, I get why they do it because it has been, like, five seasons, six seasons since we saw the bit that they're doing, but... In a weird way, I just think it's a bit insulting. Like, to these long-term losties who would know everything about the show back to front, they're there going to be going, oh, my God, it's the skeletons. It's the thing that's a pouch. Like, it's kind of a payoff rather than a, hey, remember this scene, you dummies? Um, so you I are don't talking like about a, You're talking about a dumb bum American network TV audience in 2010. Yeah. I just want to point out, hello to our American audience. I love you. Uh, just because one half of us is very anti-American, apparently. Um, so. like the average American TV viewer isn't known to be this intelligent person who's remembering things from six seasons ago. Come on. I guess we are talking to people listening to the old network, so that says a lot for their intelligence. Well, I mean, um, I would bring up the dumb bum Australian viewers, but no Australian was watching Lost by this point. <laughs> Uh, famous last words. I mean, we've taken about 13 minutes getting into this part, but I mean, this is really a bit of a breeze through. Let's famous last words. Go in um, chronological order. For this. We have to. There's no, no other option here to do it. Just actually, just really quickly. I know you always laugh when you bring up chronological loss. You did watch it, didn't you? Like, did you like the fact, like, does when you watch this, and this is obviously the very first episode, like, do you enjoy that kind of element of watching a show where this is the very first thing that leads into everything else? Did you think it worked? Well, that's why I'm dying to, as a prologue to Lost, like I'm dying for someone to watch this before they even know about the plane crash or anything. It'd be so interesting, I think. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it works as a sort of prologue thing. Um, 
I just wonder if you had no knowledge of this, how would you view this episode? Would you be intrigued by it or would you be like, what the hell is these people? And I don't it is think, I don't think if like your knowledge of Lost was playing Crash on an island and like, because, you know, we've talked about the development, how this has turned, you know, science fiction, mystery, all this kind of stuff. Season one Losties are not going to, you know, we didn't think it was this deep into mystery in season one, did we? So. Yeah, so that's where maybe if you've watched the first season, you'd be a bit thrown off. But anyway, so we've got some... Um, I, I like the way they open this episode, how you kind of see debris floating in the ocean. So you're like, oh, it's a sub. Like, you know, it's, it's bits of the sub it's floating around. But no, we've got random woman in a red dress. It's the woman in the red dress. She arrives on the beach. Uh, Lost really not doing too well on the uh, pregnancy suits recently because this one maybe looks worse than Claire's in the flash sideways. But we've got random woman washing up on a beach. She's drinking some water. And who's there? It's TV's Alison Jenny. She's in the bush. It's where she's been doing since the West Wing. Are you Are you an Alison Jenny fan? Well, this is where another big criticism comes from this episode is that many people think that Alison Jenny was horribly miscast here. Oh, I don't. And I'm conflicted. On one way, I do kind of get suburban mum vibes from her. In in other ways, I do think she plays this kind of evil, ominous character quite well, the mother character. So, but that is a huge criticism of this episode, Alice and Jenny being in it. I, I think she does a good job. Was she miscast? Maybe. I think she's amazing. And just, I mean, post-West Wing, um, she didn't do a whole lot. She was in an episode of Two and a Half Men. Studio 60 in the Sunset Strip. Uh, Phineas and Ferb, she was a voice in that voice in family guy that was really it i guess she did a few movies after the west wing but um oh juno yeah god i hate that movie um but no i, I love it national treasure alice and jenny academy award winning we had we talked i don't think we've ever had any other actors who have been in this show won oscars um so she's it Ethan them yeah, I know on Third Watch and Nip Tuck, we had a bunch of actors go on random side actors that went on to win Oscars. But anyway, but I, I don't know. I don't I don't agree with that. I don't think she's miscast at all. I think she's fantastic in this role. And uh, I think she's like, if you didn't know this was TV's Alice and Jenny, um, I think you would be like, I mean, she was great in the West Wing. She wasn't suburban mum in the West Wing. No, shut up, Lost fans. Um so she helps out random pregnant woman here, brings her back to a cave. They start speaking, I think it's Latin, according to Lostpedia, but then all of a sudden they start speaking English because I'm sure everyone back in the year 2000 went from speaking Latin to English. And, this, like, I remember doing, like, old English, like, in university at one point. English, like, 600 years ago sounded like another language, so they're not speaking American English in 2000. <laughs> like, you do actually hear when they start speaking English, there's, like, a little ding so I guess that's sort of the signal of, okay, we're just going to pretend that they're speaking Latin now. Also, well, that's the thing, like, because I think people criticise, I don't know if you ever watched um, Chernobyl, great series, I highly recommend it, but everybody always criticised, like, oh, well, why aren't they speaking Russian? Like, you know, that they're, uh, they're in the Ukraine, whatever. And basically the writers came out and said, like, well, yeah, they would be speaking this language, but for the fact that we're making a American production, we're going to just... I'm American audience. We've done it in a way so you can understand it rather than read subtitles for six episodes. Um, but also, can, uh, just on the music, the score in this episode, Michael Giancona was like that real mysterious, like ancient mm. vibe. It's really, really good. So, um, our, our woman here, what's her name? Mm. Uh, this woman, Claudia. 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 
Um, she goes into labor. Out comes little baby Jacob. Um, and Alice and Jenny's all in love with this baby suburban mum. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, there's another baby coming out, a baby that will never get named because she's only ever expecting one. Poor man in black. Uh, what if he didn't wear black one day? What if he was man in orange? Like, <laughs> I-, I want Damon to come out in 20 years to say his name. Doug. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> he has to have a name. Doug and Jacob. Um, but... Anyway, so they're both out. Uh, Alice and Jenny's been hogging the babies. So what does she do? She kills Claudia. Oh no, not Claudia! Boo! Do we want to eulogise Claudia? She, why she has to kill Claudia? I guess she doesn't want Claudia to tell Jacob well, and the Man in Black about the outside world. This is one of those criticisms that I read about how, like, oh, well, this episode still just creates mysteries. Like, how did Alice and Jenny get there? Um, like, I mean, you, it's a bit like, I think Alice and Jenny literally sums up Lost in this episode when Claudia is asking all these questions and she's like, I could answer that, but it would just lead to more questions. So you just I've rest. Never met her line. <laughs> like, that, that pisses me off. Like, that's last week I ranted about 12 years in the making, rant about Sun and Jin, but. This has always pissed me off, but Lost fan, and not even Lost fan, like more like the casual Lost fans, I feel like, who watched the show but then ne- probably never watched it again. Oh, well, yeah, you're answering where Jacob and the man in black came from, but you never answered where where did mother come from. If you answer where mother comes from, you have to answer where mother's mother comes from. You have to answer yeah. where mother's mother's mother. There's a at, at a point there has to be a cutoff if that's your argument like and it's irrelevant because this story is about jacob and the man in black mm-hmm. maybe we get a spin-off and it's about mother but that's not what the story is about yeah completely We're agree. following these brothers and and then the the other thing is i don't want to know where mother comes from. that's sort of it's like this mystery it's this yep. ancient woman who if you gave me that that's what i don't get about yeah, could we have gotten a better answer about the numbers? Sure, I'm on board. Sure, yeah, with the whispers, a bit of a naff answer. Yeah, sure, but just because Lost is about mysteries, it doesn't mean you have to answer every. I don't want to know where Mother comes from. That would ruin it for me. And this is one thing that we should praise: the fact that you've never had 400 spin-offs and prequels and sequels and everything along those lines. And don't have the Mother comic book. We don't like. Yeah, sometimes you just don't need things answered. Like, I mean, again, Star Wars. Did I need to know that Han Solo got his name because he was by himself? And no, I didn't. I don't give a shit about the dice we saw in one scene that now becomes like a massive yeah. plot point. Like, you can overdo it. Like, something Star Wars has done all right. Like, we never know that who Anakin's dad is, and you don't need to because like Anakin's this all powering the one. If his dad's more powerful, then it just it's this vicious cycle of just like okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. You've never watched it, but Damon Lindelof's next show, uh, he did a few movies, but then he went back to TV. His next show is The Leftovers, um, which is about this big mystery of all, half the 10% of the world disappearing or whatever. And it's the biggest troll to Lost fans, which was his follow-up to Lost. And the theme song is a song called Let the Mystery Be, hmm. which is by a country music artist called Iris DeMont or something. And it's this very upbeat, chirpy, uh, in the end, I'm just going to let the mystery be. And it's just the biggest sort of like 
subtle F you to Lost fans because that show was all about not answering anything. Like, the mystery is the show. And I kind of love that because he got so much, him and Carlton for this episode and the finale just got so much shit thrown at them at the kind of the birth of Twitter and fans being little shit. Um, that I love that he followed that up probably partly directly to this episode specifically of just let the mystery be, let mother be. We don't need to know. Sometimes let the mystery be. If we and played like, out with songs, we'd play out with that. Because if anything, it's like we can be here 12 years later and just question things and, and talk about things. And it still always creates an open conversation. If you solidify everything, fans are still not going to be happy. They're like, Oh no, I don't really believe this. Um, you know, like, I mean, we, we went through that with Star Wars again with, like, who are Ray's parents? And all of a sudden they, you know, well, thanks, Ryan Johnson, for doing this. But then, again, now looking in hindsight, I would have rather them left it that way because, oh, it's Palpatine. Of course it fucking is. Um, so but this is, this is I mean, we're talking about the finale, but this is where I will defend Lost finale against something like a Breaking Bad, which is not a bad finale. And we don't want to skip ahead two episodes, but that kind of, didn't really leave much of the mystery be while Lost Finale we're still talking about to this day. But we'll talk about that in two weeks. True. And, I mean, I'm a fan of the Lost Finale, but, yeah, absolutely, two weeks away. But um, so we're after the Lost. Uh, we've got little preteen Jacob and little preteen uh, Jacob. Uh, a man in black, thank you, Ben. Jacob and Jacob, that's who they are, the two Jacobs. <laughs> that's his um, name, Jacob. Little- Little Dougie, uh, Dougie's found a little box on here, now, with little I stones ha- in it. I had a bit oh. of a mortali- mortality crisis with these two guys because um, after I watched rewatched this, I googled these boys, and both of them were are my age. They're both born in, in 1995, which is the wow. year I was born, and I was watching Lost at the time. But then I saw on Wikipedia, uh, blah blah blah, born in 1995, bracket age 27. I'm like, it's not right. And then I'm like, oh, shit, right. Wow. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so old, clearly. So Kenton, Kenton Duty, what a name. He plays baby. J- Kenton Duty. That's a lawyer name. Like, he needs to be on a lawyer TV show. <laughs> Kenton Duty is his kid's name. I'm sorry. Wow. That's, mm, okay. Now, what's um, the boy in black's name? I love how he's called the boy in black. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's a good question because you click on his thing, it goes to Man in Black, uh, Child in the Guys, Isabel in the Guys. Right. Where are what, you found him? Ryan Bradford. Ryan Bradford. Now, that's uh, that's a very show, water. He plays water polo growing up in college. <laughs> uh, after the show, you need to Google because you've talked about in the past how there's another Ben Waterworth. Um, there's there's a blogger who I just discovered about an hour ago called Ryan Bradford, who actually tracked down this Ryan Bradford and interviewed him because he's like, you ruined all of my Google searches. No one can ever find my blog. So it's quite funny. So you need to read that after well, that, that was Ryan Bradford contacted Ryan Bradford. So like the other fellow, the, the people with the name of James Bond. Um, I mean, seeing here, looking at uh, Ryan Hansen Bradford, um, hasn't acted in anything since 2017. Uh, was only in two things after Lost, which surprises me because I think both these kids are great actors. Like they're like brilliant. I mean, like last week, anti children, but like my biggest thing is always like kids who are just in TV shows who are just annoying and obnoxious. Like it just ugh, that ruins it. But these two are great. Um, Kenton, hey, Kenton, Kenton, he's done a lot more. 
pretty good um, casting as a young Mark Pellegrino. No, I'd agree with that. Like, Ken's Ryan Bradford, uh, Titus Welliver, not so much, but... Yeah, I I don't see that bad. I know he's done a so, heap Titus, of things. Titus Welliver, very handsome man. Considering he's Jacob's twin, didn't age quite as well as Jacob. No. He's look, looking a bit old and grey compared to Jacob. Yeah, that is that is very true. But uh, anyway, so we found this game on the beach and then basically um, little Dougie, man in black, boy in black, he's all like, it's a game and uh, let's play it. And it's like, oh, don't tell mother because mother won't let us have it. And Jacob's like, oh, okay. Jacob's a little narc. So- little suburban mum. Jacob's little narky Jacob goes back into the cave and is all like, oh, we found a game. No, I wasn't meant to tell you, but we did. And we're playing it. And, uh, yep, boy in black, Dougie's over there playing it. So old uh, Alison. bitch. (laughs) Well, Alison Jenny, though, she's what, like planted it there. So like, oh, yeah, you know Jacob, little narky Jacob. He was always going to tell. Um, and then so boy in black here is all like, oh, well, you're not going to let us keep it. She's like, oh, of course I'll let you keep it. And this is where she drops a line of, uh, what does he say? Like, oh, I want to know what's out there. It came from across the sea and seen. And Alice and Jen is like, what are you talking about? There's nothing. This is all that there is. And like, how do you know? I I just know. Um, It's it's real creepy the way that she's keeping them here as if like, they don't know that anything exists in the world. Imagine if you were born up like this way, you wouldn't you wouldn't know. I read uh, a line, a uh, little trivia thing about how Claudia at the beginning is what the third woman to come to the island who is pregnant, who has her baby taken away from them. So it's kind of just a, a trend. Um, but like, I just kind of like this about whole Alice. And this is again going back to the whole mystery thing. Alice and Janie's alone in this island, and she's just got this woman in front of her. Like, oh, cool! I get to be a mother now. Great! Like, I've never had sex before, so here you go. Like, uh, this could happen to you. No, never like, practiced oh. the. She's never practiced the art of making children. <laughs> she hasn't. But um, I, the thing though, like, I don't know about your parents, but like, did you not have moments as a kid where like you would ask a question and your parents would just answer like a, "Well, I'm your mum. I know best." Like, it's just what well, it just is. Yeah, like I remember the one that always used to always get me and I used to, well, the two was the don't make a face, the wind will change and your face will stay that way. I always believed it, so I would never try to make a face. And the one Is that, that would, why you look like that? Exactly. Uh, my mum, you'd always like walk into the kitchen, my mum would be eating something and I'd be like, oh, what are you eating? She'd go, frog's legs. And I always thought, I'd always look in the cupboard. I'm like, oh, there's got to be some packet of frog's legs in here. Like, why is she eating frog's legs? Oh, God. Um, and the one that always pissed me off, though, was you weren't allowed to say the word she because they would reply with she's the cat's mother. I never understood that saying. Don't get it. But that's what my parents would say. My mum never cared. <laughs> Your mum was cool. Well, my mum was cool. I'm not <laughs> my mum wasn't cool. But you grew, up in, you grew up in the late 90s and early 2000s. I was in the late 80s, early 90s. So, you know, like <laughs> it's different times. Um, but, I, I, like, again, I just kind of like this Alice and Jenny character of just, like, being a dick to her children because she wants to keep them on side. Like, yeah, why not, you know? It's sinister, I think, the idea that she's keeping them here and that they don't – and he's like, what's dead? And she's like, yeah, oh, uh, yeah that's a good – I like I don't even one. know what dying is. Which, I mean, look, nitpicking this episode, how do these kids have just, like, a search, perfect grasp of the English and knowing what certain things are? Like, I mean, they don't have a book to read where, like, you know, you learn things along the way, so – but this is where I can understand why people criticise Alice and Jenny because, like, she's a great dramatic actor. She's mysterious. She's a bit evil. 
Um, I mean, she kills random Claudia, basically nearly tries to kill freaking Dougie. So, like, I mean, you know, she's, like, sinister and evil. I I don't get it. She's she's a great actress. I mean, maybe she ages better now because she's gone on to win an Oscar and she was a horror. I don't know if you've seen I, Tonya, but she was, like, obviously, like, a horrible mother in I, Tonya. So, I think kind of now we've seen her in a role which wins her an Oscar. So, I think she's great. I think you're on to something because I think people were a bit taken aback at the time because they're like, oh, there's... Alice and Journey, TV's Alice and Journey. So it was a bit illusion-breaking kind of, if you just had sinister woman who we've never seen in any show before. So I think you're actually onto something and maybe it ages better now. Yeah, justice for Alice and Journey. She's she's a, a national Bring back Alice and Journey. Um, so next bit we've got the boys chasing a boar through the uh, the forest and then all of a sudden we see that there are other people. And I like this. I like this reveal that even back then we've got others There's always others. There's always others. Um, So they hide and they come running back to um, TV's Alice and Jenny. It's like, there were men. How many of them were there? Three. Oh, who are they? Nobody. Um, You've got to protect stuff. What do we have to protect? It's not time. No, it's not time. I I can't tell you right now. Mom, tell us. So it's like, all right. And then we get taken through the forest, through like the bamboo forest. I like the setting of this. This island is like looks different. I, I don't know how they do it, but they somehow make yeah, the. I, I thought that too. More ferns. Yeah. yeah, like it's just I don't know. There's just something about the location this time around. They make it look really good. So they she brings them along to this glowing hole. <laughs> glowing hole. Uh, the first appearance of Plugville, which will uh, definitely raise a few eyebrows in the next couple of weeks. So, and this, but like, people complain about the mysteries, but like, this kind of answers a lot of things in a weird way, doesn't it? Where it's kind of like, this is the light. Like, this is what, you know, any man on the planet wants this, you know, because it's just so, it's the warmest, purest light you will ever see. And we have to protect it because basically, if somebody gets this, it's all over. The light will go out and everything ends. So this it's is like, how I view beer. Yeah. <laughs> Just the warmest, most nice thing. I want more of it. This Everyone wants I, it. This is how I um, imagine the art of making children. Um, <laughs> but like, well, I just actually you kind of onto something. I kind of just, but like again, TV's Alice and Jenny owns this scene. Just the way she's explaining it to these two boys, like it's Very commanding. It's believing and like, like, like she's motherly, but yeah, commanding. It's a great word. Like, and it's mysterious and everything. Like. It's almost classic Lost in the fact that you're getting things answered, but you're also leaving many things unanswered. But it works. There's like nothing. And like, yeah. I remember watching it the first time. We're like, oh, what is this? Like, I didn't imagine there was going to be a plug in this thing in like a week's time. <laughs> like, I mean, we can talk about the plug, but oh. I don't know. There's just something about this that I just, I love. And then, so is this the part where she kind of says to both of them, like, you know, oh, you will have to protect this one day. I can't be around forever. And, like, what does she say about how, like, oh, and you two can't hurt each other or something, which, again, never really explained. But all she says is, like, oh, I've made it that way. Okay. It's a bit mysterious. How did she do that? Sure. But I'm okay with it. We don't need everything answered. Like, it's mysterious. Like, it's all. Yeah, at this point, three episodes away from the finale, you just have to accept this show has magic. Yeah, exactly. Um and then we've got the boys playing their little game. What is this game that they're playing, by the way? Like, is it just rocks on a It's ball? called Set, right? Set. I, I don't know. I didn't know if this was a real thing or not. So I... Well, I, I, I do like the kind of season one lock early on. We had him playing like checkers and then he talks about, oh, the ancient Mesopotamians played this game. And then we see Jacob and the man in black mm. playing the white rock 
like the symbolism back to season one is really cool. Uh, we've got little baby Dougie and uh, little, they're playing this game, but then little baby Dougie sees uh, Claudia. Senate, and the, sorry, Senate. Senate. All right, cool. <laughs> this is an old Egyptian game. <laughs> <laughs> Newton Rune love this game. Um, <laughs> so uh, little Dougie sees this uh, woman. Do you, do you think this woman's like mildly flirting with Dougie here? The way she looks all a bit like seductive, like follow me into the forest. But like it's still just the way she looks and he's all like, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's I've never, never seen a woman before outside of his mum, so like a, a his little doodles probably getting a bit erect. <laughs> yeah, that that is weird. Like these two are what, like fourteen, fifteen? Like that would have been a weird puberty to go through when yeah. the only person on the island is your brother and your mum. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh yeah, I've I've never known. Is this supposed to be? Uh actually seeing her ghost or is this supposed to be mother in the form of hmm, like smoke because, monster but, because there's there's a big theory that's never been answered and i don't think it needs to be answered that mother is the original smoke monster which makes sense because when we look at the you know when she goes to the village and like kills the mm-hmm. she kills like 10 men and they're all like laid on the ground like how did she do that one woman like, i know alice and jenny she's strong but not that strong so there is a theory that she was kind of the first, which I think is probably true. So then I wonder, is this actually the ghost or is this supposed to be mother? Because that would, in a weird way, make sense of the fact that little baby Dougie here is meant to be the favourite. So maybe she secretly wants him to be the smoke monster like her, you know, yeah. like the bitch job is looking after the island. Like, I mean, the smoke monster is the cool job. I'd rather be the smoke monster if I'm being completely honest. Um, so maybe like they, yeah, I haven't thought about that way because yeah, like is, is sexy cloudier here, like ghost or. Then the lighting was really weird on cloudier. Yeah. True. Intentionally, but, anyways, but it looked, it didn't look good. So she leads little baby Dougie here to the other camp and he's basically like, look, others, they're always here no matter where we are. Uh, there's definitely others. Um, and, you know, basically says that, yeah, your mother's lying to you. Um, you know, I was actually your mother. Um, so, you know, um, just saying your mother's a lying bitch. <laughs> and says that they came from across the sea, but there's nothing across the sea. There is. Your mother is a lying bitch. Um, but, like, I definitely just feel it just... The sinister nature of Alice and Jenny's character. I just, I just like this that she's kind of like lied and kept it from them. It's, it's, it, this is going to be a weird comparison. I don't think you would have seen this movie. We covered it years ago here on the Oz Network. Um, it's kind of like Blast from the Past, when you've got um little baby Brendan Fraser being kept underground for like thirty odd years, and he's just been told what his parents have told him. You know, so like it's kind of you get what you're told, and you're raised a certain way. Um, so little baby Dougie comes back and wakes up little baby Jacob, and is like, "Come on, get up, we're going." We're joining the other people. Um, I mean, I'd just laugh if they went and joined the other people. And these people are like, no, fuck off and just kill the two little kids. Like, uh, who, um, who are you? Who are you? Exactly. Ah, others. Like, they think they're others. Like, you know. Um, so they're, they're going through the forest and Jacob's all like, like, no, I don't want to. Like, I want to be there with mum. Um, and it's like, no, she's not even our mother. And then basically this leads little oh, baby so Jacob so to bash the shit out of Dougie. <laughs> Smacking the crowd like violent Jacob. Doesn't have a tempo problem. Let's be honest. Yeah, 
Which, let's, I mean, we don't... I mean, okay, fair enough, we see it later on when he's a smoke monster, but do we ever really see temper from, like, Titus Welliver? Like, oh, you know how much I want to kill you? Sure. Um, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so they start punching up. Alice TV's Alice and Janney just happens to be going for a midnight stroll, lucky for her. Um, and then uh, little baby Dougie's all like, well, I'm going to go join the others because they're going to take me home across the sea, essentially. And then Alice and Janney's like, yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you'll never be able to leave the island. And I, this is what I love, though. Like the whole thing we've been having of this season is Locke, the smoke monster. I'm going to leave the island, and then we just got this line of Alice and Jenny going like, "You'll never be able to leave the island." And he's just basically like, "I'm going to prove you one day that that's not true." So like, it's kind of like the long game here. That it's like, oh, might be two thousand years later, but you're going to be wrong. So shut up. <laughs> well, that's kind of the whole the origin story. Is even as a boy, he wanted to see what was across the sea, and that that's been his whole life long like he just grew up here and he never chose to be born here and i do kind of like that alice and Janney echoes that line that he says later of the men they come they fight they're corrupt mm. and it always ends and to be honest she's right like she is we're sitting here 2022 it's the same thing for the last 2000 3000 10,000 years we come we fight we corrupt we get power yep. we destroy it always ends the same like this this is kind of a microcosm of real life, really. Let's be honest. There's so I many. I always like those movies and TV shows where, yeah, like, again, Ben pulling out the random comparisons right now. The Day the Earth Stood Still, that Keanu Reeves remake that they did, where, like, the whole point of that was, like, yeah, we're going to remove you of all of your technology. We're going to destroy Earth because you guys are fucked up because of climate change. Uh, but, like, it's kind of at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, well, they're kind of right. Like, I mean, <laughs> you can't say they're wrong. <laughs> so. No. You know what, what can we do other than to sit here and do a dumb little podcast? Yeah, exactly. But um, I just I like this sort of setup. Like I'm going to prove it's true one day. Um, but I also like I really like this scene when they go back to the the beach or the beach and sort of Alice and Jenny's talking to little baby Jacob here and basically like, oh, is it true? Did you kill my mother? And she's just like, yeah, I did. Like, <laughs> good at Survivor, uh, telling the truth. Uh, you know, like uh, playing both sides here, uh, but basically says, yeah, this is the whole speech you talk about, the whole men are corrupt things. Um, but then I like this line when Jake is just like, but you always loved him more. And then like, y- you know, the truth often comes out by simply hesitating. And <laughs> Alison Jenny's just like, I love you in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, That's yes. All parents have a favourite. Oh, absolutely. That and- I say that as someone who's not a parent and probably and won't have And that's why if I ever have children, I only want one because I know if I had two, I would have <laughs> a favourite. And I'm not good at hiding that shit, all right? Like, I like you better than Colin. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> and we all know you can't hide um, But Nick, better than you. Um, yeah. so- everyone likes Nick. Oh, Nick's just the most – Nick is the Alice and Jenny of the Oz Network. Like, I mean, no one dislikes Nick. Academy Award winner Nick Chester, but yeah, and then, I, I think I I think I'm the favorite of the children. Yeah, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Two brothers. You don't count the sister because she's like young and cute. She doesn't count. <laughs> um, two brothers. I think I'm the favorite. I'm the favorite in the fact that I'm more worldly, but I'm also the least favorite because I've not reproduced and lasted in a marriage longer than eighty days. So I mean, it depends on which you're way not you're carrying at. on the legacy very well. 
Yeah, I think I think my favoritism left the day my mum died. So um, you know, <laughs> um, I think dad's on the dad, fence. Shout out to uh, you, shout out to your dad. Dad's on the fence. Um, you know, mum clearly I was a favourite. I you know, um, I used if to I'm love actually this- talking about mum. I think dad's actually. I think my dad is the one person who doesn't have a because he's so indifferent. Your dad just oh, I've got kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you, do you like, think? Oh, who are you? Do you think Jacob and and Dougie here are kind of just like your atypical Hobart residents? Like you've got one who's desperate to leave. Like I'll show you one day I'll leave, and the other is just like, yeah, I'll stay behind. I've got nothing else. This is, this is why I, I. Well, my brother is Jacob, and I'm. This is why I struggle with loss because I, I relate <laughs> to the man in black too much. I'm like, yeah, I come from this small place where people yep. are like, what's across the sea? Yeah. <laughs> I've lived in too many places. We like both come t- from an island. We were born yeah. and raised in an I've island. I've only ever so. lived on islands my entire You're living on a peninsula right now, but I've, I've literally only lev- ever lived on islands my entire life. Um, so, but yeah, I think yeah, like. I relate to him. My brother's the Jacob. He hasn't left snug. I, um, <laughs> well, my sister. She's she not to my name. My sister's lived in like locations that are within a certain amount of kilometers from my parents' house. So, like, I mean, it's, I mean, my parent, growing up, my parents, I mean, the house I'm in right now is only the second house my parents have owned since I've been alive. I lived in one house for 18 years, and then this house they've had since we moved out of that house. So, they've had it now for, what are we up to with this house? 17 years. So, um, yeah. There you were go. like that too. Yeah. You almost became the Jacob. I did. Took me 31 years to finally fucking wake up and smell the man in black. Uh, and right yeah, now then you he's... put on a black shirt and you're like, oh. Yeah, well, I'm wearing a man in grey right now. Um, I'm yeah. the man in navy blue. You are. Oh, good Good football team. Glad you chose the right Favorite one. Favourite colour. Um, is it? You should go for Carlton then. Who is your football I'm team not... you have to choose? No, do you give a shit enough to even be able to name a football well, team? Well, when I was a kid it was Hawthorne, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the people listening, he literally spat out his coffee into his cup. That's that is my least favorite team. Ew, you're not my favorite. Um, I like Colin better now. <laughs> yeah, none of it matters. That's all stupid. Well, that's your opinion, Noah, and I will agree to disagree. Um, we got where? What are we? Thirteen years later, according here to Lostpedia, is it? Um, so thirty. Oh, bro, you really age. Thirty years. Sorry, thirty years later. <laughs> He's only twenty six. <laughs> He's got grey hair. Going to the Ethan School of Aging, though. Which I mean, obviously, though, Alison Janney doesn't age because she's immortal here right now. Which I've got a question oh, about this. Enough. Yeah, well, hmm. another thing. Anyway, so. Um, TV's Mark Pellegrino he's doing some tapestry like okay I, I'm not I'm not gonna shit on mummy's boys I'm a mummy's boy I'm not even gonna deny that but like it's he's lived in a cave with his mum now for 43 years doing tapestry <laughs> if all these survivors they treat Jacob as like this big thing like all the man in black needs to do is like, hey, that Jacob that you're all gushing over you know that he he, he hangs out with his mum doing tapestry which I'm just saying right now, if my mum said, I would gladly sit down and hang out with my mum and do tapestry. Not ashamed. That's uh, not trying to make fun. My mum my would, wouldn't even want to do tapestry, but I would sit down with Alice and Jenny and do tapestry. Oh, yes, please. No, I, I mean, I hang out with my mum, but my mum likes to, like, go drinking and go to gigs and mosh. So, like, it's fun to hang out with well, her. But you're very suited. Like, uh, like, you know how, like, you yeah, often. If it was like, tapestry, probably, maybe not. 
You know, generally, like, you get more of one of your parents in you than the other. Like, are you more like your mum or more like your dad? Ah. Uh, probably more like my dad, even though I don't care to admit it. Oh, I think your mum seems like, based on what you're telling me. Uh, no, a bit of both, but, I mean, yeah. But when you get older, you're more comfortable hanging out with them. Yeah. I think when you're, like, 19, 20, it's a bit, eh. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very mum, but, like, my dad, like, I get along with my dad very well. We're just kind of like housemates at the moment, but, you know, like. I've met your dad, a nice guy, but I don't see a lot of similarity between it's the two. My, my sister and my dad are very similar, and I, yeah, my mum and I, like, I'd say 80%, 85. I've noticed as I get older, some of my, uh, I would say temper, but some of my reactions to things, I'm like, fuck, I'm my dad. Like, it just, it just takes a moment. I'm like, oh, my God, Ben, stop. This is what my dad would do. <laughs> so it is. Like- I, I, I get my reactions and my monotoneness and my impatience from my dad. Hmm. Yeah. But you're drinking from your mum. <laughs> uh, I, get, I get my drinking from both of them, actually. But no alcoholics in the family. So it's all oh, well, well done. It's another clap. That's like four episodes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> the Gross family, alcohol free since 1982. <laughs> Good job. I'll give a shout out to Ben's dad. Nice guy. Shout yeah, out my to dad you, is Dan. a nice guy. My dad, hello, dad. He's, he's off tonight. He sent me a text. From me I ran into the- him one time when you weren't there, had a little chat with him. You did. We talked about you losing weight. Good. Never told you this story. <laughs> I knew that story because your dad told oh, me. I told he- you that I met him, but I didn't tell you what we talked about. Yeah, you came out for dinner with us like a week later, didn't you? We we had palmies at the um, yeah. was it Welcome Stranger. Didn't like your dad then because he was shaming my palmy. No, palmies are awesome. That's my dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he said he was proud of you. Oh, well, Never he's told proud you of me. That. He's just um, it's just it's like I don't know. Dad's dad. I love my dad. Love my dad to bits. Absolutely. He was half pissed. Yeah, well, only half. That's that's sober for you. Um, but, but, but so was he. Oh, my dad's always fucking drunk. <laughs> but he's not Cheers an alcoholic, so. <laughs> <laughs> and if job. you are an alcoholic and you're listening, we, we're behind. Get yeah, we should right. be drunk listening to this show. But uh, so he's. This is not a beer, by the way. It's a sparkling water. Mine is a coffee. Um, So Tapestry and Jacob and mum and that and um jacob goes off and plays uh set whatever it's called <laughs> senate uh with with yeah twin titus welliver um <laughs> doesn't really uh look too much yeah. like a handsome guy but he he definitely aged a bit worse I do like this sort of moment, though, where obviously intelligent Doug, man in black, because he's all like basically going like, oh, yeah, my crew, we've like found a way off the island. It's like, oh, everywhere we go, like we've found these like pockets. And like, because it kind of like clicked when he throws the dagger and it thinks like I'm thinking like he's going to go like, oh, magnets, but like he wouldn't know what a magnet is. So like he's like, oh, like this is, um, you, you know, so it does weird things around metal, which this is the same. I love the dagger throw. That's cool. The, and this is the same dagger that Jacob gets killed with, right? And the same one that is given because I read in the trivia that this is also the same one. I think yeah. that Richard gives the lock so. as well. So I think, yeah, it's kind of cool. But um, so yeah, he's basically going like, "I found, you know, Jacob, you should come with me. Let's go be brothers off the island together. We can rule the galaxy like brother and brother." Um, and Jacob's all like, "No, this is my home." 
I'm going to hang out with mum and do tapestry. And the man is black like, what's well, not my home? Fuck off. Uh, so again, very Tasmanian resident. Um, so Jacob goes back to his mum and typical Jacob just knocks on everyone. Um, and they're like, oh, guess what? Dougie's found a way to leave. So Alice and Jenny goes and finds uh, Dougie. I love how I'm calling him Doug and I'm literally reading here the words, mother goes to see him and sees that the other people have dug a well. So he digs holes. So he is Doug. There you go. Look at that. Um, and so she goes in there and is all like. Desmond's in that well. Who's in the well? De- yeah, Desmond's in the well. Um, and they're basically, you know, having a chat and uh, we, we learn. I, li- I like this kind of like. So basically, Man in Black has searched the island long and hard to find the light that he was shown as a child but cannot find it. So he thought of other ways to like find it and they found it this way by digging towards it, which like. I love the fact that he's, like, grown up to be this, like, super intelligent guy. Like, go Dougie. I like Titus in this. I want to see the extended universe of him growing up with these Egyptians. I did see, like, a criticism of I bet he's getting all the Egyptian ladies in that camp. Bloody hell, he's not a virgin anymore. Like, I mean, we know freaking... He uh, he knows the art of making children. Jacob, Jacob. on the other hand, tapestry with mum. Bloody virgin. Unless they're Tasmanians, then it's no problem. But one of the criticisms I saw with this was, like, Oh, do we really need to see an episode making us feel sympathy for the person that just killed three of our beloved characters? And I'm like, okay, kind of see it. But at the same time, like, yeah, I kind of like it that we almost get this sympathetic villain in the last couple of weeks. Because, like, he ultimately ends up being the big bad of the show. And, of course, we're still going to root for Team, you know, Jack and the gang. But, like, I always like a tragic villain who's got, like, that story. That makes it more, you know, connecting with it. Like, if anything... I always connect better with, like, you said it, but, like, I connect better with the Man in Black than Jacob. What's Jacob doing? I'm just going to protect the island. What did he fucking do? Poor Man in Black's never left the island. Again, we come from an island that we always wanted to leave. We feel for the Man in Black. Um, Jacob Jacob got to leave many times. Yeah, well, without fucking Man in Black's discovery here, Jacob wouldn't have left with the little wheel. So thanks, Man in Black. Didn't even get to, like, you. Jacob's the evil person of this show. I... I- I do see the criticism. Some I don't mind too much. I like a sort of tragic fallen hero villain sort of thing. I do see this, the criticism in general with the man in black, but I don't think they fully, even though he's an evil prick last week, I don't think they fully like, as we keep saying, like explained why he would be so evil to leave, etc. Because he's really evil until he becomes the smoke monster, really. He's not a mm. bad guy. He just wants to leave. And that's where I do think the show failed of why can't he leave? Like, Jacob could leave. Like, what's going to happen? Because he is a bad guy, but I do get the criticism about it. I get it. But, like, I think that where, like, it's been 2,000 years, he's going to be a bit bitter. Like, I mean, well, why does Jacob get He knows Jacob gets to leave and he can't, like, he's got to hold that bit of a grudge. I mean, you after 2,000 years of having your brother go off and, like, oh, I'm going to protect the island. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he's just like, well, fuck, I'm smoke. Um, and I can't do anything, fuck you. Like, I'm bitter about a lot of things in my life. So I can understand after 2,000 years, yeah, probably be a bit that way. I guess it just falls a bit clunky because his idea is kill the candidates who Jacob set up so that there's no protector of the island and let me go off the island. Uh, But this episode kind of shows that the island is special. So it's almost a bit hypocritical of, well, these candidates are, because his thing is like, oh, no, it's just an island. Let's just leave. But then this kind of contradicts that where we see, no, this is 
maybe the most important place in the world. So it, it doesn't really have that sort of connection to it of it is important and he wants to destroy the island in the finale and it's, it's just a bit messy, I think. I, yeah, I would agree with that in the fact that I think what's not explained is, yeah, the throwaway line of if this light goes out, everything ends. Okay. Um, but so then if the smoke monster leaves the island, does that mean the light goes out? Like, the, like you need to have some sort of line in there to understand why this would end the world. Because, yeah, like it's it's where you said it earlier in this season about why is it so bad that the smoke monster leaves the island? And it's basically comes to the point of, oh, the light will go out. But, like, yeah, why does the smoke monster leaving the island mean the light will go out? Like, it, it I don't get it. Like, what if he just is being so sinister and evil, he gets off that plane and he's like, oh, fuck, all right. I want a hot dog. <laughs> like, I want to have sex with a mainland I want, woman. Like, I want to go to the game. Yeah, like, all like they just all they need is one line somewhere to be like, I hate men. Like, my, you know, I want to kill all of man and humanity because this is what they did to me or, you know, like, that, that's all yeah, you need all, to say. Like I said, like, all the pregnant women will die or something like that. Like, yeah, that's, that's, I will talk more in our season six recap, but that's where I do, I don't think Man in Black is a bad character. And I don't think the Jacob Man in Black thing is bad. I kind of like this whole demigod sort of 2000 year lore sort of thing. But I do think that's season six biggest failure of this. They spent all this time talking about this thing, but at the end of the day, we're left thinking, well, why is it so bad? Let the dude leave finally. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, so yeah, anyway, he's explaining to mother, I found this light. We're, you know, working out what we're going to do with it. Um, it exists in different parts of the island. I love it when he removes a stone and we kind of get the glowing. That's really, really cool. Um, and then we see the, the wheel for the first time, obviously that, uh, you're going to have to move the island. Um, and I, I like this line when his mum's like, how do you know these things? And he's like, because I'm special. Like, cool. Hello, Walt. Like, you know, everyone else like, okay. Um, but they have a hug and then Alice and Jenny does a, you know, typical Alice and Jenny move and bashing someone over the head with a brick, uh, smashes his head into the wall, which, okay, here's my question for you. Is her purpose to just not kill him or does she think he's dead? Um, I think she thinks he's dead. Okay. I just, I mean. She's like had enough of him, like it's gone too far, kill him. I'm kind of blaming Alison Jenny. I mean, you smacked old Claudia like eight times in the head with that brick. You smacked him once and you're like, oh, that'll do. Lazy. <laughs> He's getting like, soft. I know, exactly. Like, if I'm going to murder someone, I'm fucking mad. Like, that's what I don't get with these people in these shows. And it's like, oh, they must be dead and they're clearly not. Like, I, I never want to murder someone in my life. I'm not that enraged and bitter. But, like, if I did, I'm making sure they're dead. Their head's off. Their guts are out. Like, I mean, I'm I'm doing everything to the point where I know they're dead. All right? Like, they are gone. <laughs> Um, I don't want half and half. Like, oh, maybe hitting them on or stabbing them once might have killed them. No. Guts, blood everywhere. Chopping them up, flushing them down the toilet. They're dead. And by the way, I will not be returning next week. I'm going to jail, apparently. Yeah, good to know. (laughs) No, don't ever come visit me in my house again. Um, (laughs) So, um, but then it kind of escalates from here. So Mother returns, brings Jacob back to the cave, and it's like, it's up to you now. You're going to protect it. Uh, and then Jacob's like, what's in the cave? Life, death, rebirth. It's the source, the heart of the island. Um, and you never go down in the hole because <laughs> this is basically why Jacob's a virgin. Never go into the hole. All right, mum. And if you do, it will be worse than death. I mean, okay, 
I love these shows when they're all like it's worse than death. But being a, like a demigod smoke monster goes around an island and killing people and basically living forever is that worse than death? And I wouldn't sign up for it. But like, if right now I said to you, you are going to die in five years. That's all you've got left, or you can live another two thousand years as a smoke monster hanging out in an island. No, uh, no, I'm. I think I've said it on the show. I'm anti immortality. You've never uttered those words, but <laughs> glad we can clear. I mean, it's only taken us, you know, nearly one hundred twenty episodes. I had it all drunken, almost like full on, like argument with one of my friends a few years back because he's like, "Oh, yeah, I want to live forever." I'm like, that's awful. A hundred years—that's plenty. I'm content. I. I'm indifferent on it. Like, I can see the pros and... I'm not this is ever going to happen, but like, I used to, like, when I was younger and they were like, Ben, would you rather, you know, be buried or cremated? I'm like, I want to be cryogenically frozen so I can be brought back to life. Like, oh, that's always oh, I want. please, wanted. no. <laughs> the, future, the future does not need that. But I, like, I don't know. Like, it, it, I think you would get to a point where you're tired. I'm like, oh, God, all right, I get I'm it. I'm tired now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but people are like, oh, you see all your family die and all that sort of stuff. Well, I mean, when you don't really have many family and friends anyway and you're seeing him die as it is, like, you kind of get used to it. So, oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I'd want to live you long enough to see Colton. How many times Carlton. you could propose if you were well, Bloody oh, like I said, a re- what is the world record? Didn't um, Elizabeth Taylor get married like 20 times? I could beat her record. But, like, I, um, I want to live long enough to see Carlton win a premiership. That's going to be a while, so I might need more than 100 years. <laughs> so, you know. Carlton Cues. Yeah, Carlton Cuse finally lifts up the trophy. But, okay, so this is where then she's basically like, okay, you're going to protect the island. She pours wine into a flask and then drinks it. Now, we had this debate a few weeks back about the whole, was it the touch or the drink that makes them immortal? Because she then says, drinking this wine, you accept the responsibility of protecting this island for as long as you can until you find a replacement. Now, okay, again, is it the wine? that makes you immortal because I don't see her touching, like there's a bit of a hand touch like on the mask, the, the flask thing, but this is why I've always assumed it's the wine that makes you that way. For, for Jacob, it's, for Richard, it's the touch because Jacob gifted it to him. This is mother giving him the role of the, the protector, which is different. So, okay. But like, so Jacob's now immortal. But, immortal, but, the, but he's also the protector, and I guess he gets all these powers too. So, so mother's a protector. So, as soon as you pass it on, you can die. So, because we're going to see mother dying I guess shortly. So. Well, yeah. Jacob died before he got to pass. Well, that's because that's my thing. Like, I don't understand this level of you can live forever, but you can still die. Like, that's never like Jacob just gets stabbed and goes out like a little bitch. Like, I mean, what if he tripped and fell on a branch like a hundred years early? He'd be dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, going for a stroller down <laughs> down the cliff. I remember was the well, Highlander. The, they're immortal in Highlander, but if you chop their heads off, they die. So there's one kryptonite, right? So, like, it's, yeah, I don't. established that Jacob is a little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little little bitch, Jacob. I can do tapestry with my mum. That's a good thing. I want to do tapestry with my mum. And then the man in black's awake. He finds out that, yeah, dear old mother's killed everyone. Um, so he. He's a smoke monster shortly. Finds the game. I mean, Titus Welliver, like, prop. Like, this is why I say the acting in this episode is so good. T- TV's Titus Welliver. Just like, it's how good. we. Better than Mark. I mean, like, I, st- I still don't agree with you about Mark. I still think Mark's mm-hmm. a good Jacob. I still like Mark Pellegrino. I think he's a great actor. And nine, what is that? 98 bucks or 80 bucks on 70 bucks, I think it was on Cameo. Bargain. 
Um, get, a, get, a, get a Mark Pellegrino. Yeah. We actually, we, um, we contacted his people and his people never said no. They were like, oh, yep, down the line. So, you know. He's probably free. Yeah. Uh, we're literally on Cameo. Um, so um, they're going back. And uh, they get back to the cave and they're talking about the weather. Clearly, after 40 years of doing tapestry, you don't have much to talk about. <laughs> um, did you watch the game on the island of the boars fighting the polar bears? Um, so Jacob goes off to get some wood. Uh, wood, he's never had it. He's a virgin. Um, but dear old Dougie comes back. Oh, and real, he's, um, he, Her cave's been destroyed. Uh, and then Man in Black stabs Mother um, and then calls her mother and why wouldn't you let me leave and then as she's dying she's like because i love you and then she says thank you so obviously she's tired of living um and then jacob comes in spots this oh no murder so he does the jacob dick move of bashing someone in the face and then gonna throw him in the water and he's all like the man in black's all like oh she brought you here and then uh, jacob's like no fucking shit sherlock and then smacks his head on a rock he floats into the golden hole, <laughs> golden hole, uh, and then out of nowhere, boom, rah, the smoke monster, the birth of the smoke monster. This is worse than oh, death. Man, I've written it's this a down. It's not, it's not going to be a top five, but I kind of like this scene. I like the dramatic nature of it when the smoke monster emerges. Like, it's cool. And Pretty then, like, cool. disappears into the jungle. Um, and then we get this cool ending where, again, it's ruined by the flashback. Ben, anti-flashback, um, where Jacob carries Dougie back to the cave and then we get this uh, cool little scene where he gets there and he's putting them next to each other, buries them with the rocks, lays them in the cave, and um, this is where he like he actually calls them, like, thank you, mother, thank you, brother, or goodbye, whatever it is. And then this is, we've got the flashbacks to basically go, hey, audience, you're dumb. Because remember in season one when they found Adam and Eve in the cave and we've got this whole section where you've got Locke going, our very own Adam and Eve, which I read apparently Charlie's edited out of this scene. Like, you don't see poor old Charlie not in this scene. Um, so basically, yeah, this is obviously a question that we've answered because I went through and we did definitely ask this back in season one. Uh, so the skeletons, if people remember when they found the cave, when Jack got the water, uh, we had a skeleton in there with a black and white rock, and this is essentially this, which I, I've read the, oh, when they discovered them, they weren't laying next to each other. Like, I mean, okay, they weren't, but, like, it's still oh, It's cool. 2,000 years. Like, polar bear picked it up and moved yeah. it. <laughs> which I've got to say, like, I can't imagine they, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cues, wrote this in season one with the knowledge of this is what they were going to do. But, like, it's one of those cool retcons with, like, an answer where, like, they find a way to make it cool, if you know what I mean, where it's it's not one of these, like, oh, Han Solo. Like, it's it's just something like a, okay, that's cool. I like that. Like, I really enjoy that. So I like it. I don't like the flashbacks, but I like it. And it's, like, again, a great ending to the episode. I love the emergence of the smoke monster to know how the smoke monster was born. Um, and just everything about it. This whole episode goes by very quickly, by the way. I don't think I've mentioned that because I don't know if that's just because you're intrigued to buy it and you're like, oh, what's happening? Who are these people? Everything. It have been another 20 minutes of other stuff. Yeah. Acting is great. Like, it's, again, I have just yeah. nothing but praise for this episode and I just love it. And I love the ending except for the flashbacks. I, yeah, well, firstly, I love the kind of Adam and Eve bit too. I completely agree. Like the... Yeah, they're not sitting next to each other. And they also edit out the line, is it Locke? Like, or I think it's Jack or Locke that says, uh, 
no clothing like this uh, would deteriorate after mm, 50 or mm-hmm. 60 years. It's like, well, it's been 2,000 years. They edited that line out for whatever. <laughs> Maybe Jack and Locke doesn't know everything. but um, Young-looking Matthew Fox, by the way, that's a bit jarring. Like, uh, yes. you know. Well, we've seen last line now. Um, oh, yes, haven't we? Dad, Daddy, Daddy Matt. Um, yeah, I love it. Like, it's such a, I, yeah, I agree. I don't think they planned this, but it's one of those ones where the whispers are kind of like, oh, they tacked that on and it was a bit like, eh. Like, this is such a cool thing because it connects season six through to season one and now we can rewatch season one and be like, these are these guardians that, this is the smoke monster that they found. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I love so much about it is the rocks that in mm. season one, you're watching this and you completely forget about it five seasons later. Yeah. But, the fact that like they found a bag with a white and black, when you're watching that the first time, it's such a throwaway thing. And you're like, what black and white rock and these bodies, like, what is this? And they could have easily never answered it. Um, but it's so satisfying the way they answer it. it's mother. It's the man in black with the black and white rocks. And it, it's all about the black and white power struggle with Locke in the checkers. It's so, so satisfying. Um, I, I kind of disagree with you about the flashback, but I do agree with you. I don't like it when shows treat uh, the audience as dumb bum American audiences. I agree with you, but there is something that I think works here. And I think it's, it is partly because like it's been six seasons and that was such a throwaway, but you also have to imagine at this time, like this isn't a streaming era yet. This has been six years. But there's also something about the fact that it's the third last episode, the fact that we then kind of get this little moment to just reflect and be like, oh, and yeah, on a rewatch, I kind of agree with you. Maybe they could edit it out. But at the time, I remember watching it and loving where I had the DVDs, but it's not like I was watching them all the time. So to see young Matthew Fox and to see this moment that I remembered, but also kind of forgot and just to kind of reflect on how far we've come in this show that we were come from such humble beginnings where we were in the cave and and now we're like two two weeks away from the end literally that i i do get what you're saying but i kind of like it as a moment of reflection heading into the finale i completely get what you're saying and it's a good a good point you make not streaming error not this so it's it's different but i think you can do this still by doing it in the previously on like i know there's not a previously on in this episode but like like I've like third watched it a lot of the times you would have like a previously on and you'd be in like season five. I'm like, why am I seeing a scene from season two? This is yeah. random. And then it kind but of, then clicks. I would argue that would spoil the sort of big kind of moment. Yeah, yes. And no, I think, but I think what you pointed out though, like it's, it's such a throwaway scene in the first season, which you do forget about. It's not like, well, why the fuck is there a polar bear? What are the numbers? It's not one of these biggest things. And in all seriousness, does it really go anywhere? Does next week we go, well, now that we know who Adam and Eve are, like this is going to, like it doesn't, to me this is where it's almost like a fan service reward moment where you're just kind of like, oh, okay, like that's cool that they answered that. It's just a nice little moment because I I honestly think if they didn't do this, this isn't going to be one of those burning answers, maybe the stones, but like if we never found out who the skeletons were, are we really going to care? Like I don't really, like I know you're going to have those real diehard losties who would, but I don't think this is one of those big, big things we had to know. Um, no. So, like, but, like, I, I totally get it. I, I just think that, you know, we talked about it on Breaking Bad how the the great 
cliffhanger at uh, episode eight of season five when Hank discovers the book and then they kind of do the flashback to the whole scene of like, you know, it's like, well, do we really need that? In a weird way, like another show we've covered, let's tag all the shows. The only time I think I've ever seen a flashback like this that really works was in 24, like at the end when Terry gets killed, spoiler alert, and you've kind of got the only flashback in 24 history where they kind of flash back to the very first episode where you've kind of got them kissing each other goodnight because you just see how far they've come on that day and how traumatic that day's been. So, yeah, like I just – it's just something about it takes away from it that just like I'm like, Ugh. you know, and then you said at the beginning, our hero, this would have been the only episode in which we never have Matthew Falk like any of the originals in, but we still have to have it in there somehow. I I do see where you're coming from, but I I actually do think it partly adds to it. Um, it it makes me emotional almost seeing that, and I vividly remember seeing it the first time. Like, oh my god, look how young they have come this far. But I would argue, even you're right, it's not a significant question. But I would argue it's maybe the most satisfying question answer oh. combo that they probably right. ever gave because it just fully comes together and it just works so well and. Putting it near the end, it just feels like we've come so far in this show. Yeah. And we've connected season one with season I love it. I like I, I definitely am on board with the whole coming so far. Like I like that. Like I, I definitely do, but I just yeah, it is almost a way that I think you could have just had that in a previously on. Because like I think then like, yeah, I get what you're saying, it spoils it, but at the same time, you know, all you all you would probably think in that previous on is go, Oh, oh that scene. Oh, oh, we're gonna find out who their skeletons are. Okay, cool. Like, I mean, it's just, I don't think it's super obvious when you get to this bit where they die that you think they're going to be the skeletons. But, I mean, it, it has its place. But, um, yeah, I don't know if anything else through any of that that you want to add or mention or... Uh, I'll maybe talk a bit, bit more about the light in the finale because I've got some things to say about I, that. As much as I actually will defend the ending of this show, I, I never really get on board with the plug. Um, <laughs> like I don't know about the plug. How about they just sit around a writing room? Fuck, oh, fuck it as a plug. <laughs> that keeps the light out. Uh, like it's a light in. Um, some trivia I mentioned: Cloudy's the third woman that we know comes to the island pregnant and near term delivered baby and had it taken away. The others being Claire and Rousseau. Um, ah, so the dagger is the. The Man in Black's dagger is the one he gives to Richard to kill Jacob in Aberturner. Ah, okay, so not the lock one. Sorry, I got that around the wrong way. And he's later given by Dogen to Saeed. Ah, there you go. Um, this is the last flashback, by the way, ever in Lost. We don't get flashbacks anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess if you count it as a flashback, then yeah. Like it was the last episode set in the past, I guess. Uh, this yeah. episode is set in the earliest time of the series, reaching back about two millennia. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like the... So last week I think I sang a bit of Somewhere Across the Sea. This title of the episode may refer to the song Beyond the Sea, which Shannon sings in French in whatever the case may be. Shannon connection. Oh, Shannon getting one there. Uh, this is the only episode in the entire run of the show that no main cast members appear in original footage. And then you sort of touched on here about the daring nature of Lost doing this. Um, So it says, episodes without any of the regular cast are very rare in television. Mm -hmm. Though Lost is not the first series to have one, early examples include the 1965 Doctor Who story mission to the unknown. There you go. One of my favourites. I like... Honestly, I can't think of many 
off the top of my no. head. No. I mean, I, I like this reference here. On Jimmy Kimmel Live after this episode air, Kimmy... Uh, Ed Kimmel briefly talked about this episode and joked it would be like if the third to last episode of Seinfeld had only starred the soup Nazi <laughs> um, that's funny that's pretty good that's good um, Jimmy Kimmel how does he rank in your late night hosts I hate late night American TV but I always he looked like a nice guy he's was a big lost man my my two dream jobs growing up that were attainable, not like Olympic athlete and Formula One driver, was um, head commentator of Formula One or just a sports commentator or the next David Letterman. I love late night TV. So, Would you watch if it was late night with Ben Waterworth? Come on, you'd watch it. I'd watch the first one. I'd hire you as a writer. You could come <laughs> on. I'd, I'd you... watch, well, it wouldn't be hard with the jokes they tell on those shows. <laughs> um, I'd watch the the last the first one and the last one twelve weeks later. See, was <laughs> twelve weeks. Jesus, I was successful then. Um, <laughs> this is the second and final episode of the season to feature a flashback instead of a flash sideways after Abiturno. Hence, this is the final episode of the series to feature a flashback. Um, this is the ninth episode to take place entirely on the island. After the other 48 days, maternity leave, three minutes, the brig, the other woman, Lafleur, namaste, and follow the leader. Did the other woman is only on the island? I thought the other woman had flashbacks to Juliet on the mainland, no? I don't remember that episode. Uh, Juliet banging on that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A joke title among the producers, according to Damon and Carlton on the official podcast, was, I'll just sit here in the dark. Okay. Um, Yeah. Anyway, there's a bunch more here. Um, we obviously have an answer, but I mean, Mike, I guess the obvious question is what is the light? But I mean, I know your argument is often, well, we're going to answer that next week, but it's a significant question. Uh, like, I feel like at this point, do we do questions? Cause we're I three think we weeks should. Now. I mean, it's, I just think that's such a significant one. Like if we were watching this live, we're going to be like, oh, what mm. is it? You know? So. Well, I mean, I guess so, but didn't she kind of give the answer? Yeah, but like. Yeah, well, that's a yeah. I mean, she you does. Can put it in, but I feel like uh, no, no, I you are like right. That's it. it. That's it. No, that's it. It was never point. really meant to be more than. What I guess she we told. don't really get much more than what we get in this episode, do we? It's not like that is the answer. Yeah, no, that's a solid point. Um, okay, so if we go all the Adam way back, leave. yeah, all Season the way back. Season one, to, episode six. Look at you, so good. Uh, who are Adam and Eve, and what are the black and white stones? Two questions. So, also in that question, uh, that uh, if we you talk about to see how far we've come, the other questions we answered from that episode is why was Jin bloody, and how <laughs> why does Sun know English? Oh, the innocent days of lost. <laughs> oh, look at those answering questions. Look at that. Um, all right, Noah. Uh, you've said that you don't hate this episode, but you obviously don't completely love it. What does that mean? You're going to do with it? Very few Lost fans would buy this episode. Many would bin it, and now I need to toss up. Um, <laughs> we're going to leave you alone. <laughs> Are you looking I at the golden know. hole? Hold <laughs> on, end end the episode in a notable. Yeah, way. when are we going to toss up on this show? <laughs> Whip it out. <laughs> oh God! Uh, highbrow humor on. The and that's how long my late night show would last. Um, look there's a lot of bad things about it I think some of the light stuff does not play I think like some of it is just a bit awkward the placing is off 
Uh, but there is something I just love about setting a, sh a show without any of your main characters and it's somehow working. And that you could set a show 2,000 years in the past, despite it being about a plane crash and it working and it making sense somewhat. Um, yeah, the placing is off, but I have never hated it as much as other people do. It's not one I'm dying to rewatch, but I remember the first time loving like the experience of watching it because it was so different and that they were daring to do this. Um, so I'll rent it. It's probably more of a low rent, but I've never hated it the way other Lost fans have. Uh, I think at this point in time, I was just accepting of whatever the ending will be, will be like, yeah, we can debate should any of this brother thing have happened and then maybe it would be a bin. But if you're just accepting the show for how the show went, then yeah, it, it's a rent for me. thought you were going the way of a buy there. I got a bit excited. Um, <laughs> absolute buy from me. Uh, very unpopular opinion <laughs> there, uh, which leads me to my ranking. Now, one thing I'll say That's is that, that like often when it comes to very high ranked episodes, the way I will look at it is obviously the enjoyment of it, but like I want to look at like my list of my top tier episodes and go, I remember that. I don't ever have to look at an episode and go, oh, what happens in that episode again? Why do I like it? This is one of those episodes where straight away I'm like, oh, across the sea, I remember that episode. You remember the concept. Yeah, you remember but I remember Die Another Day. That doesn't mean it's in my top 10. Well, I'm glad that you remember it. Positive thing. I'm going to use that in a double lost episode. I remember Die Another Day. Um, but I mean, you're, you're a bigger Bond fan. You, it's not like, tell me one Bond movie you don't remember, though. Uh, never say never. <laughs> well, that's not a real one. So there you go. That's um, like the spin-off of Lost, the, the fake Lost, which is called Sort of Lost. Um, <laughs> slightly not found. But I like this is just an episode that I always remember. We talked about this Aberturno. Like, I just always remember it, loving it, and everything along those lines as well. So I am going to rank this one. Where do you think I'm going to rank this, Noah? Like 20th or something. You wish. I'm going to rank this at number six. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I love this episode. I'm this is, done. I'm I, going home. And how, you can do the finale by yourself. How I kind of come to that ultimate conclusion. I had Abiturno oh. at seven, and I liked this better than Abiturno. Above Abiturno was Pilot. I do not like this episode more than the Pilot. Uh, so, yeah, it's so, got to be number six for me. And this might be the number one season six episode because I can't remember the end enough to tell you if I like that as the best episode of this season. I'm sorry. It's unpopular. I get it whenever the, I've done popular opinions. I love this, this episode. This people yell at you on Twitter. I don't give a fuck. Max Dawson, shave your fucking beard off, mate. Like, it's dumb. It's not 2018 anymore. I love this episode. I love it. I unashamedly love Last Across the Sea. Was so good. There's nothing. There's and nothing this is six about. Spots higher than last week. Come yeah, on. I just. I don't. There's not like. I, yeah, I don't uh, like the flashback, but that's the only thing about this episode I don't like. Everything about this episode, I could put this episode on right uh, now and watch it again with any context and enjoy every second of it. Love it. This episode, we were uncharacteristically getting along so well. Normally, we're fighting, and you just had to pull this out just to. I can pull other things out if you want, but that might not go the right way. Oh, I need Colin here because I'm going to lose my voice. Just me shouting alone. Oh. Do you want me to put hearts and minds here instead? No, hearts and minds suddenly seems like an amazing... I don't even hate this episode, but this is a mockery. I'm yeah. defending across the sea and this is just... Now I feel like I should be in it. Do it, oh, Ted. My... You can. Oh. No one's stopping you. 
You talk me up on 007 saying that you're proud of me that I own my opinion. So fuck you, I'm owning my opinions. Yeah, and I am not proud of this opinion that you're owning. Oh, my there was oh. not that this means anything to you and Lost fans because they didn't watch Nip Tuck, but like pretty much one of the, if not the most hated episode of Nip Tuck, Connor McNamara 2026. I have that in my number three overall episode, and most people put that as dead last, but I love that episode unashamedly, and I love this episode. Like, die another day. That's one of my top 10. So, yeah. I don't hate this episode, but sixth best episode of Lost of all time against last week and again above Aberturno. Would you rather rank this at number six or die another day at number six? I need to be careful what I say because... <laughs> it's obviously die another day. <laughs> I would rank that James Bond film that you mentioned above this. Really? You'd rather watch Die Another Day than Across the Sea? I would rather watch Across the Sea, but if I'm talking yeah. about having to rank one of them highly... So if okay, so if you had two things, if you watched Across the Sea and then watched Die Another Day, and you had to, somebody said out of the two things you just watched, which would you put as a more preferable thing to watch out of these two? Well, shut up then. <laughs> oh, no, I own it. I own it. Oh, I'm, ready. I'm so glad we've only got two more left. Oh my god, I'm Roger ready Moore. after that. Oh. Oh, I'm hosting you. Oh, sorry, I thought you were hosting. I forgot that I've got to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just so, like, blown away by my amazing opinions. Um, we will be back next week with one more. Well, my, it will be my last ever episode recap of Lost because you get to do the finale, but then I get to do the, oh, the series fine. recaps. So next week, uh, the week after next is your last time hosting an episode. There you go. Um, oh, damn. What they died for. Now, I haven't watched it yet. I mean, I've seen it before, but like it's been a while since I've watched it. I always thought this was the Jin and Sun die episode. Um, but is this the one where it's like we actually find out that one of them have to protect? Or, does it, or do we actually get that person taking over next week before not ending? I can't remember it. I know. We get Jacob back next week. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a setup for the finale. Like, it's not going to be bad. I doubt either of us are going to be in it. We might buy it, but it, it's just like. At this time, the stakes are high and we've got to set up the finale. Like, what more can you do in the second last episode? Zoe dies from memory, just reading here, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> I, also, I thought she died at the beginning of the finale, but I could be wrong. I also love here the caption of a one of the photos. Desmond shows Ben something. Um, and it's a very weird photo. So, um, hmm, Desmond. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they die for, pick up. The morning sun and June. Oh, Russo comes back next week. Oh, yeah, Russo. and the sideways things are starting to kind of pick up too. So it should be a good one. No boon next week. Boon's only in the finale, right? We don't get two boons. So, I think so. No. Anyway, so that's uh, what they died for. Ben's last episode recap. So get excited for that. Um, in the meantime, if you enjoy our other coverage, we've obviously just finished doing Breaking Bad, so uh, wrapped up quite well, I thought. Nick and I, solid effort. Well done, Nick and I. Good job. It was okay. It was okay. All right, cool. Uh, and other great Great. movie recaps. 24, of course, that's going to be going till about 2029, so, uh, you know, get yourself involved (laughs) in that. We're only in season three, so... Good luck for us getting through the other five more seasons of that to go. Um, but did you ever, you never got through all of 24, did you? It's good, but uh, I'd recommend it. If get, I was a mortal, maybe get through get through the Jack Bauer power it took, hour. Ben, it took us five years to get to the end of this, and we're so close. One yeah, of us is dis- probably going to die in the meantime. We haven't discussed what our next show is. No, what are we going to get started <laughs> soon? <laughs> 
Well, well of course, it's uh, Manifest. Go! Manifest. <laughs> manifest, <laughs> yeah. That's Last Light Season 2. Yep. Uh, but like, subscribe, do all the stuff that we'll tell you to do at the end. And once Patreon. Upon a time. Yeah, exactly. Once upon a fuck off. Uh, my name We should do is... one episode. Oh, Sorry. God. Can we? Uh, my name is Ben <laughs> and coming soon, once upon a time. Uh... My name is Noah and uh, I'm also coming soon. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes, yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)